Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4. 1 Timothy 3, verse 4. <clears throat> First Timothy chapter 3 verse 4 says this. And I'm just going to read the first part of it. One that ruleth well his own house. <clears throat> One that ruleth well his own house. As we come to a close on our study on the duties of husbands, <clears throat> I, want to <clears throat> I want to conclude on this one part of the phrase, One that ruleth well his own house. Now, I realize that the context here is speaking about the qualifications of elders and deacons. However, all men, single or married, should be men that rule or govern their house well. It shouldn't just be limited to elders and deacons. All of you men should be able to rule their house well or govern or govern, rule or govern, whichever word you want to use, it means the same thing. Now, what do you think it means to rule or govern well your home? What does that mean? I'm asking you. Manage. Okay, good. Excellent word. What else? Protect. Protect. Good. Provide. Provide. Shepherd. Shepherd. And to rule the house for the glory of God. Yep. Good. Any, any others? Keep things on track. Keep things on track. Good. So all of these <clears throat> words and phrases used throughout is what, is what this means. <clears throat> and a man who does govern well will take into account as well and is part of management will take into account his wife and her gifts and abilities, right? A good manager knows the abilities of those that report to him and then will lead them and guide them to those tasks that they know they will excel in. And so a, a, a husband will lead, guide, and encourage his wife to utilize her gifts and abilities to their greatest potential. Or ability. Right? Not only that, he will help her improve in other areas of life with gentle, loving, and nurturing, nurturing encouragement. Okay? Even at work, this should apply. A good manager will want to see his employees excel, improve. Right? <clears throat> A husband should do the same. Help her improve. And that doesn't mean that the husband necessarily does it himself. It can mean more than that. It can mean, which I'll get into in a moment. A husband will allow her <clears throat> to perform her duties that God has called her to perform, as we find throughout the scriptures. A husband, however, will not micromanage his wife. What does it mean to micromanage? What does it mean to micromanage? Phil? What? Oh. Say that again? 
thumb on top of everything, right? And what does that mean, Jess? Nitpick, Nitpick? good, no, good. No, there's no uh, no trust, like to that to handle responsibilities. Right. Good, good. Anything else? How many of you who work at a place of employment love a micromanager? Nobody, right? Nobody. Good. Yeah, it's a pain. And 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 me myself as a as a person a supervisor for over twenty years, that was the one thing you dreaded. To be called a micromanager, right? So you did everything possible not to be such. Well, husbands, don't micromanage your wives. Okay? Don't don't oppress her, don't be a, you know, checking behind her and not trusting her to do her her duties. Now, <clears throat> most husbands work outside of the home. Most wives stay home and keep house. And when they have children, there is more work. Right? And who really ends up running things when the husband's not home? Who ends up running things in the house? The wife, right? The wife ends up running things in the house, right? So while the man may be the captain of the house, the wife pilots and steers the ship. The captain may tell the navigator and the pilot where to go, but they're the ones that get them there, right? And so as husbands, we should allow our wives to run things in the house, especially when we're not at home. You know, micromanaging would be calling the wife every, like, 30 minutes. How are things in the house? Have you done this with the kids? Have you done this, other things? Is the house getting cleaned? <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do, right? Last thing you want to do. All right, people are giggling. Am I, am I touching somebody's toes? <laughs> Hope not. Because <clears throat> I'm offering it as an option. It's all but we should allow our wives to run things in the house, especially when we're not home. And we should support them and back them up when our children are in conflict with their mom. Any correction that our wife needs of how things went, and let's say we get home and something didn't go the right way and we want to correct them, we should never do it in front of our children. Okay? Never do that in front of your children. And wives, you should never correct your husbands in front of your children either. Any kind of correction like that should always happen in private. Okay? And, and we know, husbands, that sometimes we need correction and some maybe our attitude or how we came across. And so you, you as a wife should do it in private and vice versa. Okay? Now, <clears throat> I remember... Um, back in the 90s, some of you probably weren't born yet, but I had a staff sergeant. And it was during a time when... Was that? Oh, I can hear you, Ryan. Uh, so there is this time... In the, um, it was a time when um, 
spanking was starting to be questioned by people. And I remember my staff sergeant, I wasn't married yet. My staff sergeant said uh, that he had a very serious discipline a situation with his oldest son. He was maybe, he was a teenager, he was like 13. He had come home. And he said to his mom, you know what I learned today in school, mom? Public school. You know what I learned today in school, mom? That if you spank me, I can call 911 on you for child abuse. And the mom said, oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, let me tell your dad what you learned in school today so that he also is aware that if he spanks you, you can, you, you know, you'll call 911 on them. Now, my staff sergeant was Cuban-American. And uh, he was telling me all this, and he was like, because he was a Christian, he says, this is where things are headed. And I said, oh, yeah, and what did you do? I said, oh. So I get home. My wife tells me what my son said. So I call my son downstairs. I said, son, what is this you learned in school today? And he repeats, Teacher said that if you spank me, I can call 911 on you and report you. Child abuse. He said, oh, really? Okay. So my staff sergeant proceeded to take his belt off his pants, put it together, and start to spank his son. He said, call 911 now, son. And the son was like, ah. He said, oh, you need help to get the, to the phone. Back there, there was no cell phones. So he brought him to where the phone was, picked up the phone, put it in his hand, and started spanking him and said, call 911, please, call 911. And spanked him some more. And he said, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then the and his son said, I won't call 911. You're my dad, you're my mom. He said, Good. Don't you ever threaten your parents. Don't you ever threaten your parents. Husbands, you need to manage your home. And so when the world interferes with how you manage your home, as long as you're managing it biblically, you're in the right and the world is in the wrong. As the Proverbs say, spare the rod, and that demonstrates you hate your child. Now, Let us realize as well that the wife who stays at home has much to manage. A lot. And, you know, many, many, many of you in the congregation, you're young still, right? Especially as I said in the early 90s, you should know that you're young. <laughs> and, and so... You will encounter new things as you grow, as you develop as a mother, as a wife, you as a husband and a father. You're going to encounter situations that you need to improve in, you need to learn in, and develop in. And so, one way to improve your skill set as a wife, as a mother, is to learn from other sisters in the church. And husbands, you should encourage this. You should encourage your wives to help one another to 
grow and, or develop certain skill sets that you may have. But never, husbands, compare your wives with someone else. Don't do that either. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that either. But as wives, you may see that someone else in the congregation is good at certain things. And you're like, teach me that. And the other wife may say, yeah, cool. Come over one of these days and I'll teach it to you. And husbands, you should allow your wife to go and spend time with the sister in the church to do that. And that may include gasp, taking care of the kids your own, on your own. Right? And giving her that time out to do it. Right? And that's good for, you, for, for your wives. And this will strengthen your marriage in the long run as well as they develop these skills. And it also builds out the fellowship between the sisters and sharing and one another's talents and sharing their gifts with one another. Because in the long run, it's going to lead to a better managed house. Right? All right. Thoughts so far? Any questions, comments so far? No? All right. Now, huh? Yes. Matt? Uh, just out of curiosity, in your opinion on like, um, the, you know, the way people discipline their kids, in terms of like also the biblical ways, how would you want to do it? And the ways in disciplining your kids, I didn't hear the last part. Uh, like either towards like biblical ways or like how like, you're supposed to do it. Oh, yeah, biblical ways of disciplining your kids? Yeah, you can use like a stick or a belt to discipline them. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I would avoid using your hand because it's too intimate. Your hand should be to receive as a gent, you know, nurturing father and uh, the discipline should be you know, like a wooden spoon or a belt or something. Yeah, We'll get to that when we get to children. But yeah, I definitely believe in corporal punishment. Yeah, as long as it's not excessive or abusive, right? All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get into in depth about that. Yes, okay. yes. I know. I know. I'm speaking to a new generation of people and they're like, whoa, I heard stories from my dad about their, my grandma and grandpa breaking out little switches from the, from the trees. And <clears throat> no, well, well, I mean, I'm, the, I'm kind of the reverse. Like, we, we didn't, we graduated up to a belt when, you know, the hand, when, you know, it was tiring out my mom's hand. You know, it was like, you know, we could make this a lot easier with a belt. Uh, yeah. But that was, I was probably, you know, like your staff sergeant's son. I was probably like 12, 11 or 12 at that point. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like the hand isn't working anymore. Right. Can't, like, can't hit the kid hard enough. You know, belt is easier. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm interested to. Yep. yep. We were spank- I was spanked plenty, believe it or not. Yeah, I believe uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil? When my son was growing up, I had a 66-inch belt. Oh. <laughs> You definitely didn't miss. <laughs> like a whip. You don't, you don't even have to say come over here. You can get him wherever he wants. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Now, some of you are beginning to... Exp- now, all this is about managing the house, okay? So I'm going to different topics, okay? Now, some of you are exploring or have begun the homeschool journey. And 
this is going to consume a large part of your life. Think about it. I want you to think about this as you begin this homeschool journey. For at least for the next 16 to 30 years of your life, you're going to be homeschooling your child. Think about how old you are right now. It's pretty much, depending on how many kids you have, however old you may be right now is probably close to the amount of time you'll be homeschooling your child. Okay? <clears throat> and husbands, let's not kid ourselves. This duty usually ends up being in the mother's lap. Falls on her. Falls on the mom. Because she's home. You're at work. And it's a huge commitment. Which will take the wife away from other things in the house. And husbands, you need to be aware of that. You need to take that into account. You need to count the cost as you prepare to homeschool. And all these things that I'm saying for you single people, you need to take this into account as well. Okay? Because one day you'll be married, and this will be you. <clears throat> as you explore the different homeschool material, some of you have already communicated as much, get overwhelmed about how much is out there. And then what may work for your child. And what may work for one child may not work for the next child because every child is different. And those of you who have more than two children, or at least more than one child, already know this. Each child is different. Okay? And so husbands, <clears throat> you need to step in to help in this area to ensure that your wife is not overburdened with the choices. And to help her choose one that, be able, that she will be able to keep up with given your family circumstances, okay? And now I'm, I'm picking out homeschooling because as much as I'm aware of, most of you are going to be doing that. Now, if some of you choose a private school, you need to sit down and count the cost there too. If some of you are considering public school, you definitely need to sit down and count the cost there, especially in Las Vegas, okay? I've seen the ratings of the schools out here and they're, they're not like Maryland. Maryland... <laughs> Way better. Um, just saying. But you need to count the cost. You need to count the cost of what you're going to do. And not just the financial cost. We're talking about the time commitment is going to take. Because your wife will be homeschooling their, your children. As they get older, there's just more material. And in the beginning, it's difficult as well because your child is going to learn how to, how to read how to spell, how to write, and how to do basic arithmetic. And it can be challenging. It can be challenging and taxing. Okay? So husbands, you need to be there to help. <clears throat> Maybe, husbands, you can do the grading and the correction of the homework even and help your, your wife in that part. You need to find some way to doing it so she doesn't get burnt out. I remember when my wife and I, in a, a former church that we, were, we belonged to, we were like basically the first family that began to homeschool in that congregation. Everyone else had younger children. And one time my wife was ill, and we asked some of the sisters, what the sisters volunteered to come and help with the homeschooling. And they were overwhelmed. They were like, whoa, 
we don't even know where to start here. And uh, so just take that into account. All right, now moving on to a different topic about managing a house. Uh, any questions on this, about the homeschooling part, or schooling in general? No? Okay. Just know that, that as your children getting older, these things must be taken into account. Husbands, how are your finances? Are you controlling your spending? Are you informing your wife where you are financially. Or if your wife is better at running the finances, wife, are you informing your husband where you are financially? Because either one can take on this task, okay? It's not just the husband. The wife can, sometimes some wives are better at balancing the budget than the husbands, okay? And that's okay. There's nothing wrong. It doesn't make you less manly, Okay? But if you're struggling financially, have you done a deep dive into your budget? Do you even know how to form a budget? Do you even know what it means to budget? See, all these are very necessary to be able to manage or govern your home well, as 1 Timothy 3 talks about. You need to know exactly how much you make versus all your expenses. Meaning you need to itemize each expense. Meaning... Write it all out. Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Hulu, YouTube Plus. <laughs> you know, uh, cable TV. I don't know if that exists anymore. Cell phone. Out, going out to eat. You got to write everything out. Okay, for, for the nerds in the, in the, in the congregation. Books. <laughs> <laughs> Role-playing games. <laughs> Buying anime, okay? All right? Pokemon cards, whatever. You need to itemize all of that stuff, okay? You need to itemize them, all right? And then when you itemize each one, you're, okay, you start out with your budget. Here's my line on it, top. And then you're subtracting each time. And then if, at the end of everything, you probably will put down at the bottom food, <laughs> groceries, right? And it's a set amount. And if that number at the end of the month, after you've itemized everything, is a zero, you have a problem, don't you? So what do you do? You look to count, cut, the, cut the cost that you don't need. No one, if, if, if you're struggling financially, if you're not making ends meet every month, you need to, you need to what? What would you need to do of everything I just listed? Pretty cut off pretty much everything you just listed. Yeah, right? Except for the groceries. Except for the groceries. You cut off your Netflix, Amazon, anime, comic books, all that. You cut it all off. You unsubscribe. You unsubscribe. Because you, you need to be able to be financially stable. Okay? How about your internet? You know, I mean, Las Vegas, there's not many competitors, so the internet prices are a lot higher than where we came from in Maryland. 
Have you tried to renegotiate the price? Calling the company up. Or maybe you have, you, you bought the high-end part of the internet. Maybe you need to cut that and lower it, the bandwidth, right? Your cell phone, is it too high? Why is it too high? Shouldn't be too high nowadays. You can get cricket, 25 bucks a line, right? You know, you need to look at all this stuff, car insurance, everything, and manage it, right? Manage it. Husbands, you need... If you are in debt, to try to get out of debt for the betterment of your family's situation. Manage what you have now so that the Lord grants you more. Right? And I know this gets personal for, for many of us. It gets personal. But do you know what are three main causes for families to be fighting? How many here know what the three main causes for families to be fighting? Money. Finances? What else? Huh? No. Nope. Finances? Family. Family, family fights. What, co- what are the three most causes of family fights that causes families to call the pastor for, for family uh, counseling or to go to a therapist? Finances, communication, and intimacy. I'll say it that way. Those are the three main reasons that lead to usually lead to a divorce. Or family conflict. Communication, finances, and intimacy. Okay? Usually communication is number one. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, 1 Timothy 3 says... <clears throat> one that rules well is house, and that includes your finances. <clears throat> In finance, a surety is a, or a surety bond or guarantee involves a promise by one party to assume responsibility for the debt obligation of a borrower if that borrower defaults. Okay, that's what a surety is. Usually a surety bond or surety is a promise by a surety or guarantor to pay one party a certain amount if a second party fails to meet some obligation, such as fulfilling the terms of a contract or a covenant. Jesus is our surety because we have a debt to God that we can never pay off, and he pays it for us. But do you know what the scripture says about you being a surety? Proverbs 22, verse 26 says this, Be not thou one of them that strikes hands or of them that are sureties for debts. Okay? We shouldn't be a surety for debts. We should be very careful striking hands, meaning doing handshake deals when it comes to credit cards. Owing money or having financial struggles tend to bring huge strains in marriage. And so, biblically speaking, we should strive to not owe money or find to debt that we cannot pay back. And if we have, we have to strive to get out from under that. Okay? For our own good. For the good of our own family. Because when you get out of this, there will be less conflict in the family and more confidence in the family. Okay? 
You don't have to worry about the day, your daily bread. Okay? You need to manage your household well. Husbands, how is your employment? Are you working at a place where you can actually put your gifts, abilities, and talents into good use? Those things which God has gifted you? Or are you at a place where none of your talents are put into use and you feel no growth, no development? It is a dead end for you. Part of managing your home is not to grow comfortable in a place where you cannot grow as a person. Growing growing discontentment ends up Growing discontentment at work ends up coming home. And then you unleash it on your wife and your children. Or you go to the bar on your way home and drink it up and then come home. And then you beat your wife and your children because you're discontent. No, what you need to do is... Get out of your comfort zone and look for another job. As hard as that is. You look for another job. You don't quit your current job. First, you look for another one. And once you've been hired in that other job, then you quit your job. Giving your two-week notice. But you need to be able to have, be in a place in employment where you can provide for your family and where you can grow and develop the skills and abilities that God has given to you. Okay? Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 9 states this. Silver spread into plates is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. The work of the workmen and of the hands of the founder. Blue and purple is their clothing. They are all the work of cunning men. End quote. And cunning men here means skilled men. Skilled men. You see, it's talking about being able to do your job in such a way that you're skilled. You are employing a skill or you're putting forth your abilities. And, and, and think about it. Back then, wearing blue and purple meant you're a person of high stature. Commoners could not wear blue and purple. Now, of course, if you go back home and you read Jeremiah 10, you're going to be like, wait, the pastor just read uh, about men that create idols for worship, and he said they're skillful men. Well, I'm not saying that. God is saying that. But yeah, that's the context. In other words, if men are going to put their gifts and abilities to fashion idols... So they're they're very beautiful. How much more should we as Christians put our skills and abilities to glorify God at work? Right? Colossians 3.23 speaks about about doing our work as unto the Lord. We are to do our work as unto the Lord. So utilizing your talents for Christ usually means seeking better employment where you find contentment and a better rate of pay. But you need to seek it out. It's not going to fall in your lap. you got to look for it. And so this will help to manage your household well. And the, sin, and the word of God never condemns wealth as a sin. It condemns the greed that comes with wealth. Right? The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. 
You are to work as unto the Lord. You are to employ yourself as unto the Lord, working to the Lord, putting your skills to the Lord. And guess what? You end up managing your home better. Any thoughts, questions on this? I know this, these two areas, finances and employment, gets a little personal. I understand. I want you to think about these things. I say these things for the good of the families. Okay? This will help you to manage your family better, to govern your family better. <clears throat> Lastly, Lastly, but most important of all, to govern your family well begins and ends with family worship. This is a duty which everyone should be engaged in every single day. And wise, when your husbands are not home or out of town, you need to step up and run it. Okay? Husbands, we are called to raise and nurture our children and wives in the things of God. To instruct or catechize them in the ways of the Lord. And there are many helps for this. You can use catechisms to help you to do this. Or maybe you have a, a study Bible that will help you to do this. But, but you need to engage in family worship. It's a must. And I get it. Sometimes some of us, you may work a 12-hour shift and come home and you're exhausted. You can't do it. You can't lead it. Then ask your wife to do it. Ask your wife. If you are that tired, mentally exhausted, your body is just done, ask your wife to do it. Ask your wife, but get it done. But get it done. Okay? Now, if you are trying to restart family worship, and especially if you have little children, and particularly if you have little children, then start with at least 15 minutes and build on that. Okay? If you don't have children, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's no excuse. If you're single, sorry to tell you, you have no excuse. Okay? You should be doing this every day. But... Start out with 15 minutes at first and build it up. Sing, open up with a psalm, close with a psalm, pray together, open and close with prayer. Pray the Lord's Prayer together in unison as a family. Read the Bible, and depending on the ages of your children, will determine the length or amount of scripture you read. As your children get older, you can read a whole chapter and just pick out some of the verses. The husbands are then to teach their family something from the reading. And if you're unsure what to teach, use then the catechism to help you. Or use a solid Bible study, study Bible, a study Bible with little notes in the bottom that probably ask questions about the text to help you. Okay? So these are, these are ways um, to get family worship going. But it's something we need to be into, Right? And in the coming weeks, again, I'll get into more of the specifics, especially as we speak about children and parenthood. And then eventually we'll talk about more about employment because um, Ephesians talks about servants, obey your master. Guess what? 
Unless you run your own business, you're a servant. You are. We're all servants. I'm a servant. You're a servant. Unless you run your own business, you're a servant. So how should we as servants serve? And if you happen to be management at work, you're still a servant because you're serving someone else. But how should you as a manager be towards your employees, right? And then if you are a business owner, well, there's words for you too in Ephesians, okay? Any questions? I'm going to wrap it up here. And uh, I will turn off the recording now so that nobody can hear what you ask.